Today's topic is probably top of mind for a lot of you who are listening. And it was presented to me by someone who said, you know, I'm reading the promises of God in the Bible, and I see all of the good things that he's promised us. And yet, when I look around me in the world, I see all of this evil and chaos and terrible things happening to people. So how do I make sense of this? And I think that's a great question because in this question, we come to the very essence of our faith. And so as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, we not only believe that there is a God, right? Because we're told in scripture that even the demons know there is a God and believe that there is a God and they shudder. But as believers in Christ, our faith goes much deeper than just a belief in God. And so that's what I want to talk to you about today and to learn how do we actually walk this out as believers? How do we walk out our faith that is beyond just a simple belief that God exists? So let's first go to the scriptures and the promises that we have in the midst of trials and circumstances on earth that we see around us. The first one that I want to go to is Psalm 46, 1 and 2. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. In Isaiah 54, 17, no weapon formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. And then in Isaiah 26, 3, you will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so from these scriptures, we can see and we can know that in the world, we will have tribulation. Jesus told us that in John 16, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace. In the world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So there's our answer that, yes, we will have trouble in this world. We realize this. We understand this, that we live in a fallen world. The great news for us as believers is to know that Jesus came. He overcame the world. And then not only that, he imparted his spirit to us so that we also overcome the world in him. So we don't live like the rest of the world that has no hope. We live with the knowledge of who is in us, that spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. So we have the spirit of God within us. We are called to be those who are light and hope and peace and joy to the world. We are not of those who have no hope. Our hope is in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we know that in him, we have authority to trample serpents and scorpions. We have authority over all power of the enemy and nothing by any means will harm us. That was a promise that Jesus told his disciples. And it wasn't just for the disciples in the early church. It wasn't for the first disciples. He said, 
anyone who follows him and does his word is a disciple. So we know that in this world, we have the same promises that he spoke to his disciples when he walked the earth, because we are his disciples now. We have his spirit in us, and through him, we can overcome everything that is before us in him. And so even though things may look disastrous in the natural, those are things that are designed by the enemy to take our eyes off the Lord and put it on to those distractions. We're called to not do that. As believers, we're called to keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and to continue standing in faith, standing in faith, in belief, in his words, his promises, no matter what we see around us. Go back to that scripture again. It's Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea. That's a powerful promise. That's a really powerful promise. We will not be moved. We will not fear. We have not been given a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. And that's the essence of our faith in the midst of trials, tribulations, and evil, We stand firm on the victory that we have in Jesus. He said he's overcome the world and his spirit is in us so that we overcome the world through him, through our faith. So that brings us back to the two commands that Jesus said all of the law and the prophets are fulfilled in these two commands. The first one, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second, love your neighbor as you love yourself. And so as we walk out our destiny, remember he created us for good works. He prepared for us in advance that we might walk in them. And what are our good works? Love God and love our neighbor as ourself. And so what does that look like? When we love others, we treat others the way we would want to be treated and the way the example that we saw Jesus walking as he walked on earth. And what did he do? He preached the gospel. He set captives free. He healed the sick. He told us that greater works than those would we do because he was going to the Father. And he sent us back his spirit so that through him, we can do the very works that Jesus did and even greater, because when he walked the earth as fully human and fully divine, he walked within the confines of a human body. And now his spirit is in all of us who believe. So Jesus multiplied himself. He went from being one man, one divine man in the body of a human to many, many sons which are us in him because we have his spirit. And so we are called to go and do and be exactly as he was or as he is with the confidence that comes from knowing that it's he who is in us that does these works. 
So it takes all the pressure off of us to say, oh, I have to conform to some kind of unattainable standard. No, it's that we empty ourselves and allow his life to operate through us. Remember, Paul said, it is no longer I that live, but Christ in me. And Jesus told us, if you want to be my disciple, you must deny yourself, take up your cross daily and follow me. And that just means that we deny ourselves, our pleasures, our desires, and we live through him. We are light in a dark world. And so in these dark times, we must remember what our role is. It is not to sit and wring our hands like the rest of the world. It is to stand firm in who we are in Christ and go out and be that light to a dark world. In closing, I'd like to encourage you with a prayer that comes from Ephesians 1, verse 15. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion, and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. 